All right. So once again, we'll be looking at this um, this Greek power word, exousia, and we're almost done with this power word. And uh, we'll be moving on to other power words, as far as I can tell, anyhow, unless the Lord shows me otherwise. And today we're going to be looking at it a little bit differently, how it's used in the New Testament. And uh, we're going to be looking at it in context with the devil, Satan, uh, the god of this world, our enemy. Um, so we're going to be looking at that because there's all kinds of theological nonsense, if I call it that in the church world, regarding the enemy. Now, of course, the world don't believe in the devil. Well, he's blinded the mind, their minds. That's what it says in 2 Corinthians 4, 4. He blinds the minds of unbelievers, but unfortunately, he blinds the minds of believers also because the enemy will use your unrenewed mind and use it against you. So once you start renewing your mind, that's part of putting on the helmet of salvation. Uh, once you start renewing your mind to the truths of the Word of God, especially in context with new creation realities, then you're transforming away from Him because you're transforming towards uh, God regarding your soul. So we need to look at that more. Uh, down the road regarding the soul of the saint. The soul of the saint. I like that. So let's look at Acts 26.18 to start with. Acts 26.18. And it says here, Luke, of course, he wrote this. But it says here, To open their eyes that they may turn from darkness to light and from the power... And that word power, I've, I've quoted this verse many years. I use it for my ministry. But this word power is the word exousia. Uh, the exousia, the authority of Satan to God so that they may thus receive forgiveness and release from their sins in a place and portion among those who are consecrated. Meaning, when they get born again. Alright, so they're still under the power the exousia of the enemy. Now, a lot of Christians are saying that the enemy has no power over them, over the saint. Well, that's not true. Because if that, based upon uh, Colossians 2.15, but that's not true. That's not true. Because if he did, then Paul would have never written by the Spirit, that we need to put on the, the the full armor of God. So the enemy has power. He's got exousia power, and he's got dunamis power. All right? And it's up to us to stop him by walking by faith. Don't have time to get into that. So let's move on to Ephesians. Ephesians has a lot to say about the devil, the enemy. And his power. Now let's start with, and all of these verses have to do after the cross and not before the cross. Alright, that's very important. After the cross. Because a lot of people say, well, at the cross, 
Jesus destroyed the power of the enemy based upon Colossians 2. But that's not what Colossians 2, 14 and 15 is saying at all, overall. So we may get into that tomorrow to wrap this up regarding exousia. So let's go to Ephesians 1, 21. Ephesians 1, 21. Ephesians 1, 21. Far above all rule and authority and power. So there's, you got the exousia. So this is Jesus, right? He extended, which he exerted in Christ when he raised him from the dead, verse 20, and seated him at his own right hand in the heavenly places, verse 21. Far above all rule and authority. That's right. The enemy's authority. But that's Jesus. And then we are seated with Jesus. Absolutely. But we've got to, we've got to exert this authority that God has given us, we have to exert it over the power of the enemy. And you do that by faith, by walking in your sonship, by walking by faith. But you you know, you got to renew your mind to these things. You got to put off the old man and put on the new man. All right. So let's move on to 2.2. Ephesians, we're still in Ephesians. We'll be in Ephesians for a little bit. Ephesians 2.2 in which at one time you walked habitually, you were following the course and fashion of this world, you were under the sway of the tendency of this present age, following the prince of the power or the exousia of the air, following the prince of the power of the air, you were obedient to and under the control of the demon spirit that still constantly works in the sons of disobedience, the careless, the rebellious, and the unbelieving who go against the purposes of God. So now it says here, the enemy has power. He has exousia. He's got this on this earth. And he uses it towards the unbelievers, but he also uses it towards believers. And it's up to believers to know how to exert God's exousia over his exousia. That's, I know. It can be confusing a little bit. It can be. I know. But that's why you need good teachers. That's why you need to be in the right church. A local church. That's why you need to go to the right Bible school. That's why you need to write, read the right books. All right. Listen to the right preachers. All right. So put your, um, angel queen, put your, uh, put your nations, put your nations, Malika Rani, uh, put your nations. All right. So I can acknowledge your nations. All right. So let's move on to 310, Ephesians 310. I want to keep these short. The purpose is that through the church, the complicated, many-sided wisdom of God in all of its infinite variety and innumerable aspects might now be made known to the angelic rulers and authorities, principalities and powers in the heavenly sphere. And that's the thing. This is our church. This is the church's responsibility. All right. It's the church's responsibility. The world can't do this, but we've got to do it. Jesus wants to do it through us by the Spirit. All right? And this is what's lacking in the church. It's greatly lacking in the church. All right? So let's look at Ephesians 6.12. This is a big one. We all know this one. But most people don't know how it applies in their lives. Ephesians 6.12. For we're not wrestling with flesh and blood, contending only with physical opponents, but against the despotisms against the powers, against the master spirits who are the world rulers, the present darkness against the sphere, 
spirits, forces, forces of wickedness in the heavenly supernatural sphere. So we've got the word exousia in there. We got the word, the Greek word. A lot of times we have the word power in most translations. The King James, I'm using the Amplified here. And even the Amplified has the word power many times instead of the word authority. And the word power is applied or implied in the word exousia. But the word exousia, it's different from the word dunamis. It's not physical power. It's not active power. It's right. It's right. Having the right, the privilege. Executing. Executive power. The enemy has executive power on this earth. But God's power is supersedes the enemy. And we need to learn how to walk in God's power. And you'll never walk in God's power until you learn to walk in your sonship. Never. Never. All right? And all this is going to show up in the judgment seat of Christ, unfortunately, but that's just the way it is. So, all right, so let's move on to Colossians. Colossians. Colossians is, is very is very similar to uh, Ephesians. Much shorter, but very similar. So let's go to Colossians 1.13. 1.13. And we all know this one. The Father has delivered and drawn us to himself out of the control and the dominion of darkness. That's the word exousia. But see, the word exousia carries the idea of control and dominion. So the Amplified is not wrong, but it's the authority. It's the authority. It's the authority. We've been translated out of the authority of darkness and transferred into the kingdom of the Son of His love. Now that was done at the cross. This was done for the whole world of the first Adam. Alright? Well, once you're born again, you actually experience that. You're no longer under the authority of the enemy. But he still can exert his authority if you're not careful. That's why God tells us, through the Apostle Paul, to put on the armor, to resist the devil. All these different you know, all these different verses that are in the Bible. But we haven't given, we haven't given close attention to the word. That's why the Lord told me years ago, my word demands your full attention. No kidding. Oh my, oh my. Yeah, that was a rude awakening for me. And then let's look at Colossians 1.16. 1.16. For it was in him that all things were created in heaven and on earth, things that things unseen, whether thrones, dominions, rulers, authorities, all things were created and exist through and by him, by his service. Now that one is not, I shouldn't have included that one. I should have not included that one because people say, well, see, God created uh, the devil's authorities. No, he didn't. All right. So I should have kept that one out. So very interesting, very interesting. The book of Revelation has more references to this word exousia it's mentioned at, at least 21 times. 21 times is mentioned. The word, the Greek word, exousia, is mentioned in the book of Revelation, but not just about God, for the devil too. All right? And I think we're going to try to unpack a little bit Colossians 2.15 tomorrow. 2.14. Well, I'll really start back at 2.13 and then 14 and 15, because 2.15 carries the word exousia. All right? And it sounds like, it seems like that the, the God has stripped the devil of his power. 
All right. But really, he hasn't. He really, he hasn't. And because if he had, we wouldn't have to put on the armor as believers. As believers, we wouldn't have to power, we wouldn't have to put on the armor of God. We wouldn't have to resist a devil so that he would flee for us in faith. All right. Um, so, you know, this, this law of sowing and reaping, it, it's, it's universal, meaning it's for the sinner and for the saint alike. That's all there is to it. You can't get away from that. The law of sowing and reaping is for the sinner and saint alike. So as believers, those who are born again, born of God, born of incorruptible seed, if you're not sowing the word rightly divided, if you're not sowing good things into your heart, then you know what? There's going to be consequences. There's going to be, there are consequences. That's the reaping. All right. So we have to be careful what we sow. We have to be careful what we sow into our lives. All right. And uh, so anyhow, this is it. Keep it short and uh, we'll see you tomorrow, hopefully. And I just say that because you never know. Uh, the Lord may change things a little bit. We'll see. But anyhow, thank you. And I encourage all of you to learn on what it takes to walk in the fullness of the grace and of the faith of God, because it's faith that gives access to the grace of God. All right. So shalom and amen. Thank you very much.